I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Now back to 95.7 The Game. Thanks for being with us, John Dickinson and me, Kevin Michael, Whitey Gleason, breaking down, I think, the two biggest stories in Bay Area sports right now. Hopefully, we'll be catching up with Jim Cosmore as well. Rumor has it Coz is leaving uh, the Bay Area to go to uh, Nashville. I think I'm in denial a little bit about this because I keep hearing that he may go, and I'm thinking, that can't be true. I think, actually, he's already there. So, yeah. 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 I think I've seen some pictures on uh, social media. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. All right. Like, hey, look at my new life, everybody. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully we can catch up with Coase. In the meantime, J.D., we spent a good deal of the program talking about the Giants, where they are, where they could end up with Juan Soto, and whether that's a move that they, they need to pursue. And we've been talking about, again, Jimmy Garoppolo, James Richard Garoppolo. And now it's interesting because we're close, I think, and please correct me if I'm wrong, we're finally close to an actual resolution. And it's not going to be some huge, big, breaking news, Jimmy Garoppolo has been traded, but finally we'll be able to move past that and really focus on the beginning of the Trey Lance era. I think we're almost there, finally, on Jimmy G. I do think we're almost there, I, I and and I hope that the that the path of this and the trajectory of this continues to like, even if he is still on the roster, he's not going to be around. Yes, there's going to be questions about it when Shanahan and Lynch meet with the media for the first time here early next week, and and then the focus, you know, that just gets backburnered as something that will take place. It's either he'll get traded, the Niners will get a pick. Or they won't get a pick. Well, they will get a pick if he's traded. Or they don't get a pick and they cut him at the appropriate time for them financially and, and, and him to where he can go. But but other than a couple of questions at the beginning of, of camp before players come in and practice starts, I hope once everything is on the practice field that, that the attention can be solely on Trey Lance and his development and, and all that. I think it will be. I think you're right, even if Jimmy does – as a as a point of logistics, wind up on the team for a couple of more weeks, but I I just yeah I don't want that storyline to continue to be a dominating storyline once the actual practices get underway. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy. Do you think the Forty ers will miss Jimmy? If so, how how will they miss Jimmy? What do you think on the text line from the six five zero? Jimmy G is a winner. You're all going to miss him when he's gone. Let's see what Bob thinks in San Francisco. Bob joins us ninety five seven the game. Thanks for hanging, Bob. Hey. What's on your mind today? Hey, I love the show, guys. Good show. Thanks. Um, I, 
I think you guys pointed out a lot of his uh, shortcomings, if you will, personally as a quarterback, and so I won't go over that. But it seems like he had the lead in all the big games, and uh, defense wins championships. So I think there should be more attention paid to the defense letting down in every game. It's a hard thing to go 50 yards and try to win the Super Bowl instead of being on the goal line and not winning the Super Bowl, right, i.e. 2012. Mm -hmm. So uh, I just feel like, I just, okay, what is everybody going to say if we get back to the Super Bowl and Trey Lance doesn't win it? Then what are they going to say? So, you know, maybe there's something else going on, like coaching perhaps. I don't know. But I'm just saying I thought he did a great job while he was here. And uh, wherever he ends up, I hope, you know, the best for the guy. Thanks, Bob. I think Jimmy also, and I'm for the most part, I'd say I'm a Jimmy fan, uh, J.D., for what that's worth. But just to give you an idea where I'm coming from, I mean, I've never been one of those, you know, banging the drum. This guy sucks. You got to get rid of him. But I don't think from when he first came here to now, and injuries had a lot to do with this, I don't think he's necessarily better. I mean, he's more comfortable in the system, and he's always gotten the ball out quickly. And you mentioned the leadership skills, but as a quarterback, I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, I really can't look at where he was and where he is now and say he's gotten a lot better. No, I, I don't think he has. I, I think that's that's a great way of looking at it. I think he is pretty much the same quarterback that, that he was you could make the case maybe when the 49ers got him, although they did immediately start winning once they got him. A team that mm-hmm. was 1-10 went 5-0 and went and once he became the, the starter, even in that year, Whitey. So uh, I, I've been, I think, one of – I think I've been a, a pretty strong proponent of, of his – uh, during during his time here, and and even you know going as far when when not a lot of people were, but saying he should be the starter going back to to last year uh, over Trey Lance when a lot of people thought oh you know Trey went and you know he made the big throw to Trent Sherfield that everybody saw uh, on on social media or or those that were out at practice that first weekend he's better right now he should be the quarterback right now if you watch training camp the whole the whole camp and and I was out there most of the days and. Uh, I'm going to be out there most of the days for for this training camp beginning next week as well. You could tell that Garoppolo was the better option going into last year if if you were around and watched it on a daily basis. So I, I think he helped them win. The availability issues were of a concern. There, you know, could he get them over the hump? Uh, you know, he didn't, and they moved on to a, a younger, you know, younger more modern model basically of of quarterback in the NFL that's fine but it's also and should should Trey Lance be better I think he should be better will he be this year it ain't a lock that he will be and and that's the part that's so fascinating about all of this is you know how Trey Lance does and how quickly he does it is going to go a long way toward determining just how how we evaluate you know not only the end of Jimmy's tenure but but what Shanahan and Lynch have going on on the text line here from the 650 what are we going to miss about Jimmy the quick release I agree with that completely I don't think Jimmy got the credit he deserved for that and I think going forward my guess would be that's going to be an issue between Kyle Shanahan and Trey Lance because Trey Lance with his skill set he doesn't want to get rid of the ball quickly obviously there are going to be certain plays where that's ideal but Trey Lance uh, taking a broader view a guy who can make plays with his legs and more importantly with his arm, it it behooves him to let plays develop more and maybe escape the pocket and let something 
happen. And I'm sure Kyle Shanahan recognizes that better than I do. But I think that's going to be something where they're going to they're going to have issues because Jimmy, yeah, especially when you have offensive line issues, it's so important to have the a quarterback and get the ball out. And JD, for all the talk of the quarterbacks, we're going to talk about quarterbacks from now to the end of, of time. I'm really concerned about the interior of the 49ers offensive line. No, no question. And and will that force Trey Lance to to you know become injured or be running for his life or or have to make more plays off schedule than than he's capable and, and comfortable with to, to this point? I think all of those things are all of those things are legitimate, legitimate concerns. Yeah, I mean, they Jake Brendel is the center right now, which is basically. We think he can play center, and I'm nothing against him. Bless him. Maybe he can't, but he hasn't done it. And then Aaron Banks is going to be one of your guards, right? So that could work, but when you got a rookie quarterback and some legitimate questions on the interior of your offensive line, eh, fingers crossed. 888-957-9570. Let's talk to Joe in San Francisco, 95-7 the game. How are you, Joe? Hey guys, uh, happy Saturday! Thank um, you. I'm going to. I'm pro getting you know moving on from Jim uh, Jimmy G, but I, I want to answer your question: Is what went wrong? Is I don't think uh, Jimmy ever earned Kyle's confidence that Kyle could open up his full playbook with Jimmy. He Jimmy never showed the ability to throw deep outs. I'm not talking bombs. I'm, you know, deep outs, tack deeper down the field. And you saw a conc- over the years an increasing shorter and shorter and shorter passing game from him. And I think that really frustrated uh, Kyle. And I said, but I'll throw Jim a, a, a bone. Kyle never, you hardly ever saw them throw deep. I think the reason why is because I answered that. And then in the Super Bowl, yeah, when everything's down, Jimmy, go save us by throwing deep. You know, if you never do it routinely or hardly ever, how do, why do you expect someone to really, you know, in the big situation to do it? But he never, he, I, you know, Kyle ran the ball 10% more, I mean, threw the ball 10% more than he ran the ball when he was with Atlanta. And he didn't see that because I don't think he ever earned his, his uh, is uh, Kyle's confidence, and I think you're going to see with uh, Trey more deeper passes. Hey, Joe? Not all the time. Joe, let me ask you a question. I understand what you're saying. I think it's an interesting point. What's your guess? Do you think Kyle just felt that Jimmy didn't have the arm strength, or did he not trust him to make those throws to the right team? I think it was, it was, you know, his arm strength. He wasn't really yeah. good at that. Mm-hmm. Um, he threw picks when he threw out, yeah. out deep. He overthrew. He overthrew. Going back to that very first game when uh, when uh, Dante Pettis caught that pass against Minnesota, there was this huge wheel route that Yusick uh, was running. He overthrew. He just never was able to do the, the playbook. And I think Kyle said, "Forget it. We got to get someone better." Yeah, thank you, Joe. I think ultimately I agree with you. J.D., I think that's what it came down to. And I think you're right. Both things can be true. Kyle Shanahan on some level, especially as a guy who played football at a high level himself, he recognized what Jimmy brought to the locker room, the leadership, the ability to play when hurt. He respected that. But the coach in him said, this just isn't my guy. He's not good enough to get me where I need to get with his team. No, I think it's it's well said, and especially the part about the the playbook. I, I think that that makes a lot of sense. I do think there are, are parts of the playbook that that had to be kept under wraps, and and now the Forty ers will be able to 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 in theory be more dynamic, but I think also in theory hit more explosive plays. I think that's really what it what it's about. It's 
it's not having to have so many long drives. And I know the Niners are going to be committed to to running the football. I think they're going to be just as committed, if not more committed, to running the football with Trey Lance sure. as the quarterback. But I think one area, and I know this has been documented, that that changed over time and you know was very different in the last couple of years with Garoppolo as opposed to, to 2019 when he was really successful and is most successful, and that's the play-action game. And I think I think the Niners need to get back to, to more of the play-action game and getting Trey Lance maybe a little bit on the move, but but also using the run to set up some easier throws. Garoppolo at times had a lot of easy throws in the play action game, wide open space to, to hit, you know, hit players for, for you know, over the middle for first downs and run after the catch and all of that. I think as time went on, it really became more about the dink and dunk and the short stuff and, and the little flips that, that, that became uh, you know, the using the passing game to you know basically as a secondary running game. I think as time went on, it became a lot more about that than even some of the play action that it that it had been previously. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seventy Comcast Business Text Line. You want to shoot us a text? Give us a call. That's the number. Just wondering here. Do you think the Forty ers will miss Jimmy at all? What do you think about Jimmy? They will miss. And I wanted to at the risk of getting uh, off the off track here, JD. Do we know anything more about Debo and his situation, or is that pretty much just, hey, as far as we know, everything is fine, but we'll be keeping an eye on it? Well, it looks like he's going to report, right? Yeah. It's been it's been noted that he's been in in the Bay Area and 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 working out, so it, it sounds as if he's on track, and mm-hmm. we'll, we'll find out for sure on Tuesday, but it sounds as if he's on track to report, which is a good sign. And then uh, you just have to go back through the timeline, Whitey, of when the 49ers have done – these contract extensions, they typically do get done either right before camp or right after camp or in the cases of some, like in, in a, couple, you know, a couple of weeks into camp. This is the Niner timeline for, for push coming to shove, so to speak. So it's not out of the norm for it to be done at this time. I think this is a, a golden opportunity year for the 49ers. Again, I know the Rams won the Super Bowl, but Ramsey, and he, he has plenty of time to recover um, he's currently on the pup list with a shoulder thing, recovering from surgery. I don't know that the Rams, you can look at their roster and say they've gotten a lot better. It's a fine team, Super Bowl champions. Seattle last year, they won seven games and they appeared to be, you know, on a, on a downward arc of their cycle. I've been waiting for that for years and years. And last year it finally happened and Russ is gone. Arizona just re-signed their quarterback. Um, so they're, they're excited about that. Kyler Murray gets his deal saw this number, which to me says everything you really need to know about where Arizona is uh, right now. And the great guy Haberman had this on Twitter. Week eight or later, week eight or later, the cards are, uh, i got to double-check this number. Is it 7 and 18 with Kyler starting the last three years? Or is it 7 and and 18 with him starting the last three years, a week, eight, or later? That's terrible. And that's not just him. It's Cliff Kingsbury, right? His team's even going back to his college days. They tended to fade, and that's my whole issue with uh, Cliff Kingsbury and the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, they they get off to great starts, and either he can't hold up. I think he's gotten injured as as some of those seasons have have gone on. And, yeah, 7 and 18 with Kyler. Uh, over the and yeah, and he's been physically not the same if you've watched him play. But yeah, there is something that that teams do figure out that the Cardinals have also played down 
to mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. level of competition a lot. That's something like they would get a big win over somebody really good, and then they'd go play somebody mediocre or bad on, on the road the next week, and they'd lose. And you know, sometimes even at home. So those those have been part of the issue. But but Murray's durability over the the sixteen and now seventeen game seasons has been part of that too. So I think there's a real opportunity for the 49ers in the NFC this year again after last year when they got came within a you know quarter of the Super Bowl so much of that is going to hinge of course on what we see from Trey Lance as I mentioned Steve Young was on this week with Damon and uh, Larry Kruger filling in for Ray Ratto Steve Young had some interesting things to say about Steve Young excuse me Steve Young had interesting things to say about Trey Lance pardon me here he is on the impact of Jimmy G being on the roster the impact on Trey Lance it is more complex with Jimmy standing there. There's no question. I get that. But what I would say to Trey is that situation is no, not necessarily that much harder than the fact that you're struggling and the whole team's staring at you, the whole town's staring at you. You're not doing the job, and you've got to start doing the job. I guess your point is why make it that much harder when it's already hard, which I appreciate. But the issue that really comes down is then does Jimmy play? You can't just have a guy struggle and not have someone on the bench who can take his job. So that's the question for management right now and for John and Kyle is, do you want the ability to put Jimmy in the game to replace Trey when he struggles? If you're okay with Mm. that and all that that entails, then that's not a terrible place to be to have backups, to have other solutions. It doesn't necessarily mean it's great for the future of your young quarterback. It doesn't mean it's great for stability in the locker room. It does fracture locker rooms. It can cause lots of grief. But the locker room showed pretty strong resilience last year with inklings of this. Yeah, that was Steve Young on that theoretical, and I think, J.D., we've can't already talked. It. Yeah, I, I just I can't have it, and I don't think there's any way uh, that that's in the 49ers' plans or anywhere close to the 49ers' plans. You can't, to me, you can't have him around to the point where Trey Lance struggles enough to where that the, the guys in the locker room who loved Jimmy Garoppolo start to think, well, wait a minute, he's mm-hmm. still around, he's better. Like that, like that. Even if it, even if it's true, and you may say, "Well, what are you talking about?" It's about wins and losses. Like if if you go down that path, then you're you have the potential of yeah, fracturing your locker room, but also maybe wrecking what Trey Lance has the ability to to provide moving forward. Like to me, that would screw him up mentally if it's if it's to the point where he he plays so poorly that Jimmy G has to step in, or the locker room loses faith in him because they had this faith in in Garoppolo. Like he, he's just. And I think the Niners intend for him to be off the it, – it's over, and it's been over for months, and, and it, it will continue to be over. But, yeah, you just to me, you can't – I can't even fathom that type of situation. Like, here, here's the deal. It, Jimmy Garoppolo was the better option last year. Trey Lance is the better option this year. It's time. Garoppolo knew the day after the championship game he was out. He wanted to be out. He wanted to move on. We'll see what they get or don't get for him in terms of compensation. But last year was Garoppolo's year, and it should have been Garoppolo's year. This year is Trey Lance's year, and it should be Trey Lance's year. Both of those things, Whitey, equally true. Nice uptick. I don't think it's a coincidence that last year the 49ers started playing better when Kyle Shanahan came out and clarified the quarterback yes. situation early in the year. Jimmy's starting, but we, you know, we might see a lot of Trey Lance, and maybe some of that was you know posturing, 
to try to make it more difficult for defenses to prepare for them. But And then we saw it early in the year, and then Jimmy's there, and the goal line packages, here comes Trey Lance. They struggled, and then it was only after Trey Lance said that, yeah, Jimmy's the guy the rest of the year. That's when they started playing better, and I think that that clarity was necessary for everybody, including Jimmy and Trey Lance. So, um, again, I don't think there's any chance that he's on the roster to start the year, but to that point, that's why you couldn't have that because, again, everything that you accomplished last year would be further muddled and it would be, well, Trey's the guy, but unless something happens and that's just not beneficial that they need for Trey Lance to have every chance to be as good as they can be. Jimmy has to be gone and I'm certain that he will be. Yeah. And I think in a lot of ways he already is. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he already is like, it's, it's a, it's a formality as to whether, you know, as to when, when and how he will be gone. The when and the how, we don't necessarily know. There's timing, contract logistics, when mm-hmm. it benefits the Niners. If they have to cut him, there are certain dates they cut him where they maximize what they can get. If they wind up trading him, are they going to pace down some of the contract? How does that impact the future cap? Is that the only way maybe they can get a pick back? Like all of those things are true, and that's the calculus that, that the 49ers are going to have to weigh. But, but for all intents and purposes – he has been off the team since January 31st. Yeah, you know that. And I know Matt Barrows was on Kyle uh, Kyle Madsen's podcast, and he said the same things. Like, he's on the roster, but he hasn't had any contact with the team. He's nowhere near uh, headquarters. He is basically part of the team right now uh, in name only. 888-957-9570. Rich and Fremont joins us, 95-7 the game. Hey, Rich, what's on your mind? What are the Niners and Niner fans going to miss about Jimmy? Uh, I think we're going to miss everything. You know, the experience he brings on the field, the fact that he brings leadership inside the locker room, um, the fact that, you know, the receivers have a relationship with him. I think, you know what I think, but I can't can't stop thinking about Whitey and, and, and J.D. I cannot stop thinking about how wrong this move could go if they do trade Jimmy. It's like, okay, you look at the particulars. The particulars are this. You traded up to get Trey Lance. So now the brain trust is in question as far as what was the right thing to do or the wrong thing to do. If they trade Jimmy, okay, and, and, and Trey Lance does not work out, this is another, another situation where Lynch and Shanahan made a bad decision because they've made some bad decisions in draft picks. And now all of a sudden, the front office decision-making is in question. So this could go horribly wrong for the 49ers if Trey Lance does not work out. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Rich. I Certainly possible, and I know we talked about that, especially after the draft, J.D. My feeling at the time was, and I think I've softened on this a little bit, but still – uh, I think if if it doesn't work out, if Trey Lance, let's say he's a bust, I don't think he will be, but I think Kyle would still have a future as a coach, but I think his future as a talent evaluator would be all but down the drain if it came to that. No no doubt. And let's be honest, the, the Trey Lance deal is like that, that's Shanahan. Like this, like yeah. Kyle, there's no way Kyle Shanahan, and, and I don't care whether Lynch wanted this guy or somebody else in the organization wanted that guy. Like to me, that that doesn't matter. Like Kyle Shanahan is 
the number one in the organization in terms of decision-making. He's especially the number one in terms of offensive decision-making. He is even more so number one in terms of quarterback decision-making. So, mm-hmm. like, the, the starting quarterback face of the franchise for the San Francisco 49ers is 100% Kyle Shanahan's decision, pass or fail, whether it works out. I do think there's levels to how it works out this year as I laid out earlier in the segment versus how it works out in the future, it's a lower bar for 22, but it's a, but it's a pretty high bar as years move forward. And Trey Lance continues to, to grow. Like he could be a success this year because the bar is so low whitey. And, and this comparison to Jimmy Garoppolo, but so he could check the box this year, but never become a star. And over the long haul, that could be a failure. How much do you win in between that? That also would, would, factor into the you know how it ends up being viewed larry in san francisco with us on 95 7 the game hey larry what's up oh that's james do we have james is this james in vallejo yes sir james in vallejo uh, good what? afternoon to you guys Hello, how you james. guys doing good how's everything in vallejo today so, hey it's beautiful man good. it's good. beautiful in vallejo and i, I want to appreciate you guys for taking my call and i won't take the other caller's time i i just the thing about jimmy is there is this huge misconception that because people want Trey Lance to do well, that they hate Jimmy. I'll tell you what I appreciate with, from Jimmy. I appreciated his toughness. I appreciated that he worked well within his limitations. The problem is when you stretch Jimmy outside of his limitations, like you were talking with the caller before earlier, he doesn't have the arm strength seemingly to get the ball to the right person. He either overthrows the person overcompensating or he underthrows, and it's a horrific timing as far as when that interception occurs. When you look at Trey Lance, you look at a young man who, number one, is taking all the scrutiny. There's no crybaby in him. You see a lot of these coming into the NFL. They make uh, certain comments that are um, absolutely insane. I remember when uh, Justin, um, when uh, the Bears uh, quarterback, Justin, when he came in and he said, yeah, he felt like after training camp things were slowing down. I mean, that's the worst thing that you could say and the worst attitude that you could have. And I like that guy. But with Trey, he has an air of command. You talk to the veterans on the team, and they say that when he comes into his own, he's going to be something to reckon with. I've never seen a quarterback with such potential get so much spite and so much naysaying as Trey Lance has when if you look at him for the time that he played and you look at the statistics – he did pretty well. Plus, he had a busted finger, and he still made strides during that time period. Jimmy, tough as nails, worked well within his limitations. I think he was great for a Shanahan, watered-down kind of system where he works well within a tremendous run game. Now with Trey Lance, you're going to see him being able to use his running attributes, but the downfield passing is going to open up the playbook in a way that is going to make defenses have to contend with everybody who's on the offensive side of the field. Thank you, guys. Thank you, James, very much. Coming up, Jim Cozumore joins us from Tennessee next, 95.7 The Game. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And I would have bet my mortgage, bet my mortgage that the Warriors would have been a playing team. So tip the cap, and guess what? When they win the title, I'm going to win another Emmy. So go, win the title, okay? That's what happens. That's an incredible Bay Area play. teams win championships. Jim Cozumel wins Emmys. That's what happens. Boom. So go win it. Now back to 95-7, the game. Yeah, this is a tough segment for me here. Kevin Michael, Whitey Gleason, John Dickinson. Nice stuff to join us. I guess this is a goodbye. I'm still in denial. I still don't believe he's leaving, even though I think he is joining us now from Tennessee. Uh, in his, well, his Nashville Preds t-shirt, Tennessee Titan shorts, <laughs> Bay Area TV sports legend. He's been here at 95.7 The Game for many, many years. Jim Cosmore, how are you? Is it true, Cos? Are you in Tennessee now? Get this. I am uh, I'm in Franklin, Tennessee. I am drinking an old-fashioned and eating deep-fried oh. pickles right now as we speak. Oh. That's how my Saturday afternoon is going, boys. How's it going today, man? You guys got to come visit sometime. Well, that it, is yeah. living, Coes, and yeah. and we yep. know it's it's a it's a paint on. It's a Nashville Predators paint on jersey. Like, let's <laughs> yeah. be honest. Exactly. I've turned let's, I've turned the leaf. I'm going straight up Titans, Preds, uh, University of Tennessee. I'm straight up nothing but those colors in my house. That's what I'm going to do now. Well, first things first, Coes. Look, if you're the Giants, are you trading for Juan Soto or not? Uh, I'm not, you know what, if there was a team that could, it would be the Giants, but I would probably have my sights set a little bit more closely on the catcher from the Chicago Cubs, uh, Wilson Contreras, Wilson with two L's, by the way, yeah. that would be the, the first order of business. And I would do it under the, uh, same edict that I did. I said last year, they'd get Chris Bryant because there's a connection from the Giants front office to the Cubs. I'd go get Wilson Contreras and I'd do it right now. Wow. Jim Cosmore from Tennessee with us today. <laughs> That'd be a hell of a move. Coming coming in hot. You got to come in hot. What 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 do you think what would you be willing to part with if you're the Giants? How many of your top 5 prospects were you willing willing to part with for Wilson Contreras Coes? You know what? Go back JD last year when they got Chris Bryant, who I think was a better player at the time than Wilson Contreras. I don't think you had to give up a top 5. I thought you gave up decent prospects, but because Chris Bryant was going to be a free agent and Wilson Contreras is going to be the same. I think you can get them for a moderate price. Hmm. So I don't think you have to give up um, much in your top five. The, the Cubs will probably want something in the pitching realm, and I don't know. I do not know what the Giants have to offer. Um, but that's the sensible move. If you want to swing big for the fences, 
And let's not forget, Larry Bear was in Vegas a couple of years ago when everyone was going after Bryce Harper, and he was seen in Vegas yeah. going to talk to Bryce Harper. I, I would not count the Giants out on a, on a Juan Soto deal, but I think Wilson Contreras is the sensible move. Yeah, it is true. Last year, as uh, those of you who listened to the you know the Saturday Scrub Show, no, Coase was all over that last year. He called the Chris Bryant thing way, way before yeah. it happened. Coase, it, it is uh, unfortunate for us that you're, you're gone now and know you're on to bigger and better things there in Tennessee, but you've seen a lot of changes. Do you think Bay Area sports now, is it in a, overall a better place than it was when you got here, and I'm not saying you had anything to do with that, but you know when you were here, the Raiders were here, and the Giants hadn't won uh, any World Series. So many changes. Is Bay Area sports, in your mind, in a better place right now? I think it's unbelievable. I, I think it's a it's a candy land for sports fans when you look at what the Bay Area has to offer. Last year's Giants team was the most exciting team in a regular season. They've already won three World Series. The Warriors have won four uh, NBA titles to add on to the one they had in the 70s. The 49ers have high expectations after getting to the NFC title game. And I know you don't have the Raiders anymore, and the A's are still in flux. But I, I think things are going really well. If you're a Bay Area sports fan, again, you're, you're living the fantasy life of a fan. I think about every – I can't think of very many other cities. Maybe Los Angeles where they had a Super Bowl win, and the Dodgers are a pretty darn good team. Um, but the Lakers aren't close, and the Kings aren't close. Uh, I still I would take the mm. Bay Area over any space in America right now. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good call. Uh, the other thing we're kicking around here, Coes, is do you think the Niners are going to regret in 2022 not having Jimmy Garoppolo on their roster? Yes, I do. I, I think that they're throwing a lot on the on the shoulders of a young guy who hasn't really played much in two years. Now, I want him to succeed. I'm all for number five coming in and setting the world on fire and being the best quarterback from that class of, I think it was five quarterbacks taken in the first round. I hope he's the best guy out there. But I just think that's a lot to throw on a guy after the team just got to the NFC title game and you're removing the quarterback who played through injuries and still got you into that space. I think, yes, they're going to regret it. If they get rid of the guy, you don't have a, a capable backup and didn't we see? Um, uh, didn't we see? Uh, why, why is why is his, his name escaping me? Uh, uh, the quarterback for the number five, Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Yeah, yeah. Trey. Well, didn't we see Trey Lance last year when he played bulk minutes? Ended up getting hurt in that Arizona game. And quarterbacks just don't survive seventeen games in the NFL. You need a better backup. And so that's why I'm stunned that that they're willing to let Garoppolo go. I say bring him to camp and let him compete. And see who wins the job. I know you spent a lot for him. Wow. But, boy, that's a lot they're putting on Trey Lance. I, I, listen, my guy Bonte is probably, I said this before, <laughs> Bonte and Butcher are, you know, I go to Mass on set on Sunday, and I get the holy water, and I do the sign of the cross. They use the sweat from Trey Lance mm-hmm, to do the mm-hmm. same thing every time they see the guy. But I just don't know if he's going to be the guy to be, that's the answer this year for a Niners team that's supposed to compete. Yeah, that's actually true. That's not a joke, Coast Major. So yeah, that's actually that's exactly. true. It's verifiable. What do you think? And it, and it doesn't look like Jimmy's going to be here for camp. You could make that case, which you just made very capably, of course. doesn't look like that's going to happen. But given that Jimmy's almost certainly gone, what do you think they will miss? This is something else we've been throwing around today, Coast. What are the 49ers and 49er fans going to miss uh, about Jimmy Garoppolo once he's gone? 49er fans 
are going to miss the ability to complain about Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> They're going to miss the ability yeah. to complain about a guy who misses a wide receiver, who throws more short passes than any receiver or than any quarterback in the National Football League. So that's a Niner fan is going to miss the ability to have a guy who's a scapegoat. What the 49ers are going to miss is a guy who's a leader of men and a guy who the rest of the offense loves and a guy who can get you places. Is he a guy who's got the big hose who's going to throw it 60 yards in the air? No. But is he a guy that's the right man for the offense at this juncture? I think yes. And so you're going to have two differing views on what you're going to miss. But I, I, I will tell you this. There is not a fan nor a morning talk show host at 95.7 The Game who is ever going to blame Trey Lance. When Trey Lance goes 12-27 <laughs> in a loss to Arizona, they will blame Jimmy Garoppolo is what they're going to do. That's what will happen. Well, then, then it'll be, the, well, the offensive line isn't good enough and the, and the play calling isn't right. Exactly. And, and, exactly. and why is Shanahan not putting him in a position to succeed, right, Coase? Right. I can argue, you're 100% right about all that. J.D., you've got, you've got the script right there. You are so absolutely <laughs> dead on straight. Trey Lance is going to have, you know, 75000 every week on his side. And if, there's a, if he throws an interception, they're going to blame uh, Shanahan. They're going to blame Garoppolo. Uh, it's, I'm just telling you, Trey Lance is in the best position of anybody. He has got the red carpet to get through the season. I hope it works. I want him to be good. Because it's good for everybody when the Niners are good. There's no better place to be in sports than the Bay Area when the 49ers are good. But it'll be interesting if he stubs his toe a couple of times, especially early. Although I don't think it's going to happen in week one. They're going to go into Chicago and they are going to... You know what? <laughs> a great comparison. Trey Lance against Fields for the Bears. Mm-hmm. Determine on who the better quarterback is. Go, go take bang, a look bang, at who the quarterback is. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, uh, in Chicago, they think they got a guy who's going to... Uh, a challenge for the MVP. I think they're kidding themselves. Jim Cosmore with us, of course. Because of all the championships that you saw and covered while you were here, and you 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 do great coverage during the parades. Was there one that stands out as the most surprising or the most significant to you? And we're talking multitude of sports here. Is there one that you point to that like, man, that one was really above all the most special? You know, that's that's a great question. Um, and I think there are two answers to that. I think the last Warrior Championship is the most surprising. I never saw that coming. I didn't see it coming at the start of the season. I didn't see it coming at the start of the playoffs. I thought Memphis was going to knock them out. Um, it is stunning how they went through the NBA and won the title. And I think the last Giants World Series win, I remember Brian Sabian up in the box, and his, hand, his head was in his hands. It's like he was having a nervous breakdown, and his team had won. And it was like... I can't believe we're going through this another time because he did it with three separate groups of guys to win three separate World Series titles, which could be the toughest thing to win. Um, I think those two stand out to me as the most stunning, and I, I'm glad I was there to, to be a part of and witness the final one with the Warriors because that was a great way to go out in the Bay Area. So, so you know, I had an 11-year run in the Bay and that was after I had a long run in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And so I've been in Northern California for most of my life. I met my wife there, had my kids in Northern California. And so we, uh, we certainly love it there. But that was a great way to go out with another championship and, and remembering the great times that we were able to have 
when we were there. When it comes to sports, there was no better place to be. Of all the championships you saw in Sacramento, well, never mind. That's not a good. Oh, concept. wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, the Monarchs did win one. That that's was right. A, that was a heck of a run. That was a heck of a run. So, you know, we had that. Yeah. I still have the championship ring, Whitey. Yep. Oh, no, wait, wait. Wasn't there an indoor soccer team there that won a championship? Yeah, the Knights. Uh, I believe it was the Sacramento Knights. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I was, Thank you. Coz, I was going to make a bad joke about the about the Monarchs back. ring. Oh, boy. So, yeah. you know, that's what we've yeah. got. Yeah. Um, but, but, hey, you know what? It's Honestly, for the people in the Bay Area, you guys really have it. Uh, it's gold out there. I mean, it is absolutely gold when it comes to sports. You've got owners who care and want to win. And it's a it's it's the right time to be a fan up there. I hope something good happens for the athletics because I think their fans are fantastic, and I think Major League Baseball would like to stay in the Bay Area with an American League team. And I hope the Sharks turn it around because I know we got a lot of Shark fans out there, and I hope they're able to turn it around and be relevant again. But if you're looking at baseball and basketball and football, you you guys have it going on there, and so uh, you guys are in the right place at the right time. Well, Coz, we're, we're going to miss you. We miss you already, and I know you're off to bigger and better things, and, you, and you're doing great, which doesn't surprise me. I'm on the me. things. I don't know yeah. if they're bigger nor better, but I'm on the things. You're on the things. exactly what I'm on to, though. Yeah, that's that's good enough. But uh, Coz and I, you know, we worked together for a while, and then we did one uh, season. It was 2010. We did football games together. He was play-by-play, yep. of course, and I was an analyst for the uh, United Football League, and we went to such far-flung locations as the – the come and go to get some ice cream in Omaha, Nebraska. We're in Las Vegas, and uh, it was it was great. And I'll, I'll always appreciate the way you kind of took me under your wing during all that coast. Uh, so <laughs> great memories, and uh, you know we appreciate everything that you did here, of course, on the station. But let me leave you with this, and of course, if you you know you have anything you want to say, obviously the floor is yours. But the next Bay Area team from here, the next team to win a major championship, who do you think? Next Bay Area team to win a major championship is going to be. I'm just going to go through real quick. I, I don't know if the Niners are ready to do it. The Warriors are going to get caught, aren't they? Or am I? Am I still playing the fool that that you know the Warriors are better than I think they are? I think the next Bay Area team to win a championship. I think it's going to be the San Francisco 49ers. It might not wow. be this year, mm-hmm. but if Trey Lance is what uh, Kyle Shanahan says he's going to be, you need that big hose and you need that big stud quarterback to be the guy. I think the next team to win a championship in the Bay Area is going to be the San Francisco 49ers. Bang, bang, Niner wow. gang. Yeah. Wow. Bang, bang, Niner gang. You got that, brother? <laughs> look, at you, look at you, Homer. Look at you, Bay Area Homer. <laughs> I am. Yeah, but J.D., did you hear the bias when he says, I didn't think the Warriors were going to win even when the playoffs started? I thought it would be Memphis, the Tennessee bias showing through. Even then, goes. I'm straight up Grizzly. I've got got my John Morant uh, jersey on right now as I'm walking the street. What uh, what's in your old fashioned, Coz? What's your what's your go to whiskey, and and is there any kind of special twist you put on on the old fashioned? Because I know you got a little sweet tooth, and and that gives you an opportunity to get a little sweet or a lot sweet. So g- give me your old yeah. fashioned recipe. I know that's a good question. You know, um, I'm at a place right now called Fifty Five South, and so their recipe it was with Elijah Elijah James bourbon that they used, and then uh, their twist was a large. Uh, orange peel with a cherry and just a little, because I got a sweet, I got a sweet, a little bit of cherry juice in there with the bitter, oh. with a little bit of sugar that you tamp down. 
So that's Love what it. I had in mind, guys. It was yummy, and I was it was it's a sip and drink. You know, it's it's day drinking. It's Saturday afternoon. I'm get this. I'm at a bluegrass festival in downtown Franklin. Wow, drinking an old fashioned, eaten deep fried pickles. That Ooh. is life, my friend. You that are life, Tennessee through and through. Yeah, we'll yep. let you get back to it, Coast. Thanks, brother. We appreciate it. All the best. Let us know if there's anything we can do for you. And thanks for everything. Hey, guys, it's always been a pleasure. I've known you two guys for 20 years, and you guys have meant a ton to me, and I really appreciate you letting me come on. And if every once in a while you ever need a guest from someone from outside of the Bay to give you the view of the Bay, because I'll be listening in all the time, I'd be honored to come back on. But J.D. and Whitey, you guys mean the world to me. Thank you so much, brothers. I really love you guys. Take care. Thanks, Coase. We'll see you. We appreciate it. Jim Cosmore, TV radio legend, NorCal multimedia sports legend, J.D. Tennessee now. Yeah, on to the Tennessee Titans and the Grizzlies yeah. and who knows who else. I, I've always been – I've never been to the, the Nashville area. And I've, I've heard really good things about it. Now I've now I've got an excuse. I've always wanted you know somebody that I know to, hey, you know, move there and then I can come and visit. And now, there, now there's somebody that I can come and visit. And let me tell you, the, the old-fashioned – yeah, that's right up my alley. Uh huh. As are the deep fried pickles. As yeah. uh, those are two things that are right up my alley, Whitey. Well, I don't know about you, but to me, when he says, "Oh, you guys will have to come visit," I never even got to visit him at his house in the Bay Area. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not holding my breath over getting a chance to visit him <laughs> when he's in. Franklin, I did one Tennessee. time. Did you? I did one time. Yeah, yeah. one time there was uh, a, a barbecue, and we we uh, yeah we called a. We we did a mock broadcast actually during a 49er preseason game. Nice, yeah. Any tape of that or any recording of that? Uh, none that can be none none that's arable. Well, I none know that's, that's why I'd want to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> you know, off air. Yeah, when I come over to your place for the okay. barbecue, you got uh, it. We'll, we'll that I'll bring out those tapes. All right, hey JD. Before we go here, a few moments left. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about the Warriors, and you know how much I enjoy talking Warriors with you. Um, the Warriors with uh, I don't know where where you'd want to jump in. We got Jamichael Green signing. We got Joe Lacob uh, getting fined by the NBA for talking about uh, the punitive nature of the luxury tax. We don't have time to do all of it, but where are you with the Warriors after after summer league? Summer league. Uh, I like the I like the Jamichael Green signing. I think he he doesn't he give you a little Otto Porter and a little of Bielitsa and a little bit of something different. Yeah, I, I think, but I but I don't think he replaces all three of them. I think he can you know play the four, play the five. You knew they were going to sign a, a veteran to to a minimum deal to try and replace him. That's so I kind of like that. I thought uh, Jonathan Kaminga's summer league was underwhelming, uh, which is I don't know if it's concerning, but it was underwhelming. And the fact that James Wiseman was able to make it through healthy is probably the biggest positive as far as, as everything uh, that comes out of the summer league. And I'm surprised they signed McClung to give him yeah. a to give him a, a chance to make the team, although I would say it's probably highly unlikely. Yeah. I like Guy Santos, by the way, and I don't know if he's got any warrior future, but I really liked him in summer league. Your views on Kuminga, interesting. He played well. I thought at times he looked like he felt like he was too good to be there. Was that part of your issue with uh, Kaminga? Yeah, that, that that I think that you, you hope that that's what it was. And mm-hmm. he did have those tendencies even in, in regular season games against some lesser opponents, uh, which, yeah, that's something they're going to have to coach out of him. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to treat everything, especially as a young player, like it matters. And, you know, I don't know. He wasn't quite dominant enough in efficient ways. He got his, but it felt like he had to really work to get his at, at times. And if part of that was 
if part of that was a motor issue, then then they got to get that motor ramped up. Mm-hmm. How about the signing of Dante DiVincenzo? I know he had struggled a little bit last year, but it looks like, and I think most NBA people look at that and go, yeah, that's he's no Peyton defensively. He never was, but he's a really good fit. Solid. Good yeah. fit. Has a chance to bounce back. Different player than Peyton, but I do think he gives him a dynamic to where you can play him with Poole, you can play him with Clay, you can play him with Steph, and he also doesn't impede the, the progress of, of Moody or, or Kaminga as well. He's not going to take minutes from either one of them. Where do you think, and we're just a few seconds left here, J.D., but uh, don't worry, I'll, I'll, I'll take care of that. Where do you think Westbrook ends up going? I saw a story today that uh, the Pacers – and the Lakers have been talking, but, of course, the Pacers want some draft picks. It's almost like the Lakers think, we're still sending you a good player, and the Pacers think, you got to give us extra to take him off of your hands. He's going somewhere. That I don't know exactly where, but he's going somewhere, and, and the Lakers are going to free up to try and to try and upgrade, even addition by subtraction. Yeah, absolutely. And it's interesting that LeBron and Anthony Davis and uh, – and uh, Westbrook apparently had a powwow last week, and they're committed to each other for what that's worth. But I don't think he's going to be there long. JD, thanks. That's it's cute. been a, yeah, it's been a ton of fun, a great conversation on the Giants today, which I always appreciate it. Uh, we will talk to you soon. Thanks for listening uh, to JD and Whitey. We got Fox Sports for you next here on ninety five seven The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.